Hi, I'm Sonny Fox, and welcome to this week's FoxCast, featuring one of the weirdest guys in show business. That's why they call him Weird Al Yankovic. We'll go through Al's entire career, including his childhood in Los Angeles, and hear a lot of his songs, too. It's ranged from Michael Jackson to who knows what. It's going to be a great show, and very interesting, too. An interesting guy. Weird Al Yankovic. First of all, happy birthday. Thank you so much. It's his birthday. You're yeah. two, uh, you are uh, really you, old. You were born in 59. You were born in Linwood, which is, is that South Central LA? I don't know if you'd call it South Central. It's like South Bay, but it is adjacent to Compton. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I was on KHJ when you were 14 oh, years old. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I lived on KHJ. That was, yeah, that was definitely weaned on that channel. Yeah. Well, Los Angeles. I don't know. Are people different there? When they, I mean, when you're going to school, <laughs> I mean, that's a weird question, but kids in schools there can become movie stars. They go out and they audition for parts. Were you into that kind of L.A. or were you into the skateboard L.A.? No, I, I wasn't in either one. I, w- I was, in fact, a white and nerdy growing up, oddly enough. So I was just like, you know, this kind of like a, a good student kind of kept to myself. I wasn't really gregarious. I, I wasn't in a lot of uh, extracurricular activities. So I didn't I wasn't into any kind of scene, really. But but because you brought up the point, I think I definitely wouldn't have had a any kind of career had I, you know, been born in, let's say, Boise or, you know, in the Midwest right. someplace. Because, right. I mean, I had opportunities presented to me because I lived in Los Angeles County. County, that I probably wouldn't have had the ambition to, I wouldn't have, like, I'm going to take the car and I'm going to drive across the country and I'm going to, like, knock on some doors. But I just happened to be in town, so it was easy for me to, like, go around and, like, throw my demo tape around and, you know, right. try to kick in a few doors. Plus, you were also surrounded by kids who had bigger ideas than if they'd lived in Ohio. I right. suppose that's true. Because their mom is a movie star or whatever. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, did, I didn't really have any friends. I know anybody that was in the biz, per se. But you know, a, a lot of my friends you know, did have dreams like that. Like, you know, I'm going to be in a rock band and I'm going to be famous. And, and to a lot of people, like being famous is like really important to them. Right. Which, you know, well, not to you, though. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a driving factor. I mean, I always thought it would be cool. I mean, that would be nice. But I just to some of my friends like, yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm going to show everybody. They had this, like this, you know, anger or some kind of passion right. that, that I never really had. I mean, I being famous is nice. <laughs> I like it, but it was just never really the driving force. Well, for Kevin Cosner was uh, went to your high school. That's right. Was he in the same year you? Are? No, no, he was he was much earlier. I don't. And, and in fact, I don't think he. he I think he was just there for a, a little bit, maybe a semester or something. So, are um, you saying Kevin Cosner is that much older than you are? Well, I graduated <laughs> early, so I don't know. <laughs> you started in 1979. Actually, you were. Uh, tell us a story of how the very first uh, song you recorded after listening to Doctor Demento. Well, I, I'd been sending in tapes to the Dr. Mento show for, for a while. I mean, and just really bad, bad home-recorded tapes down in my bedroom with my accordion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first song that ever actually made any kind of splash on the Demento show was My Bologna, which, of course, is uh, my parody of My Sharona by the Knack. And that's when I was uh, going to college. I was a, a campus DJ on the on KCPR, which was... Uh, CPR is a great set of call letters. Isn't it? But that was Cal, <laughs> Cal Poly Radio. It was Cal, the California Polytechnic State University at San Luis Obispo. And uh, we just ran lines from the uh, radio station production room across the hall into the bathroom because you know, of the acoustically perfect sure. tiled walls. A nice warm reverb sound. Couldn't afford a real studio, so we just did that. And that's where I recorded my Bologna next to urinal number two. <laughs> and uh, and we, I sent that tape into Dr. Demento. You tried three, but it didn't work you know, as well. You gotta, it, 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 that was a sweet spot, just right there. It was just perfect right there. <laughs> right. And uh, Demento played it, and uh, it was actually a number one uh, requested song on a show, and that's without me stuffing the ballot box. I mean, people actually really wanted to hear right. it for the first time. So, uh, and that was kind of the start of it all. Ooh, my little hungry one, hungry one, open up a package of my Ooh, I think the toast is done. Toast is done. Top it with a little of my banana. Never gonna stop. Eat it up. Such a tasty snack. I always eat too much and throw up. But I'll soon be back to my, 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 yeah, yeah, woo! My, 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 my Spread it on the mustard now. Show me how. Spread it on a little of this banana. Hoping that we don't run out. Don't run out. Sneak, I always eat too much and throw up, but I'll soon be back for my, 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 yeah, yeah, woo! My, 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 my,
down the shopping aisles, shopping aisles, filling up my basket with Oscar Mayer. Never gonna stop, eat it up. Such a tasty snack, I always eat too much and throw up. But I'll soon be back for my, 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 Weird Al Yankovic is our guest. Uh, the uh, the B side was School Cafeteria. I oh, remember yeah. ever hearing that. Gosh, no, you're lucky then. Did the doctor the mentor ever play it? Yeah, well, yeah, but it was just some awful thing that I wrote when I was like 15 years old. Well, how'd it go? Come on. Oh, gosh, let me tell you about the school cafeteria. You know, it's got all the others beat. They sell over four million burgers a year. Just think that's almost three pounds on meat. Something like that. Something like that was really bad. Awful. Did you perform in high school? Not so much. Not really. I, I think I might have done one or two talent shows, but I don't think I was even playing my accordion on stage back then. I was kind of self-conscious about it. I don't know. It's just uh, I, I didn't really get into performing live until uh, I was in college, and they had like these college uh, coffee houses. Like every Thursday night, there'd be local entertainers. Mostly it was guys right. with acoustic guitars doing Dan Fogelberg covers right. and things like that. And I get on stage with my accordion. My friend would play the bongos, <laughs> and we do <laughs> we do like the theme from two thousand and one and stuff. Just really, really bizarre stuff. And the people would just sit there with their mouths hanging open. Now you mentioned uh, somewhere that. Your mother, you thought your mother encouraged you to play, so there'd be two Yankovics that played accordion. Right, yeah. Frankie Yankovic is, is no relation, but he's you know uh, widely known as America's uh, polka king. And uh, you performed on one of his records. I though. did. I, I sang uh, on uh, "Who Stole the Kishka," and uh, I, I got. <laughs> I now, got. Is that a dirty song, by the way? I, I don't know what is a kishka. Some kind of no, no. Food. It's it's a Jewish. Uh, it's uh, derma. Okay. It's like the sausage with the gravy on Okay. I thought it was like who hid the bologna. I don't know. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, some kind of uh, innuendo I wasn't yeah, aware of. From the old world humor. I know, see, so. I see. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, you appeared on that record, right? Yeah, and, and then Frankie uh, uh, appeared on a special that I did uh, in, I think, 1986 called Weird Al's Guide to the Grammys, which uh, aired on CBS stations before the Grammys that particular year. And that was the year that uh, Polka was a category at the Grammys for the very first time. And Frankie was nominated, so I thought, well, this is a great chance to meet Mr. Yankovic and I flew him out from Cleveland and he did a whole segment uh, on our show called Frankie Goes to Hollywood <laughs> and we you know we treated, we gave him the big star treatment we, we gave him like a fake star on the Hollywood Boulevard Walk of Fame and did the poolside interview and it was a lot of fun <laughs> Slave. I'm a man. 
I'm hot-blooded, chicken and sea. Got a fever of 103. Come on, baby, do you do more than dance? I'm hot-blooded, hot-blooded. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Darling, you gotta let me know, should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? But it's all right now. In fact, it's a gas. But it's all right. Jumping jack flash, it's a gas, gas, gas. People try to put us down. Talking about my generation. Just because we get around. Talking about my generation. Saying they do look awful. Talking about my generation. Before I get old went on tour actually uh, but people don't know this unless you live in a certain part of the country but Dr. Demento had a little tour going yeah every every now and then uh, Dr. Demento would, would go out and kind of do a uh, a uh, just a, a show where he uh, basically does radio in front of an audience and he does some film clips and and I that was some of the some of the first shows I ever did before I even had a band uh, back when it was just me and an accordion and he'd bring me out in front of uh, uh, the live crowd and I would play my Bologna or another one rides the bus and it's like the really early the old school stuff right and uh, yeah, that that was uh, how he first cut my teeth on performing, was like doing the, some of those Doctor Mano shows. Now, did you when you got started getting semi big there on tour? Did you have an electric accordion or did you just go acoustic? Oh uh, well, I, I, there's there's a microphone inside the accordion, so it was amplified. Uh, for the shows, but yeah, no effects or anything. Wow. I didn't have a wah wah pedal. No, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the whole Jimi Hendrix thing going yet. Just but, set uh, it on fire. No. Or, uh, <laughs> now, actually, it's a weird. Your band sort of progressed. Uh, or first of all, the first part of what you want to call a band was the drummer beating on your accordion. Right? <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, and even though he uh, he was just banging in my on my accordion case, that that's the same drummer that I have to this day. That's John Bermuda Schwartz. And uh, I met him September fourteenth, nineteen eighty. And the reason that date sticks in my mind is that's that's when we did another one rides the bus live on the Doctor Demento show. And that uh, air check of the that performance, the first performance ever, is basically the master recording on the record. And Jay Levy, who was your what your first manager? Um, yeah, first and current manager. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, he said uh, you sort of got the bug with the rhythm going on the accordion, so he wanted to form a whole band. That's when it was seventy nine. Was it? It was a little after that. I think uh, my uh, yeah. So uh, another rise of us was nineteen eighty, and that became sort of like you know before the internet, that was sort of like a viral hit. You know, it just it really kind of from the Doctor Mano show, it spread really all around the world. And I, I was still in college at the time. Uh, I'd get a call in my dorm room from like some you know radio station in New Zealand saying, "Hey, where can we get a copy of this?" I'm like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just going to classes here. I have no idea. <laughs> Another one rides the bus. 
Another one rides a bus, and another comes on, and another comes on. Another one rides a bus. Hey, he's gonna sit by you. Another one rides a bus. finally sink in that you could be making money doing this? Yeah, I mean, I, I, at that point I was thinking, well, gosh, it should, should be more fun to be in show business than to be an architect, which is what I was studying right. to be. I was like, a, you know, a few uh, months away from graduating with my degree in architecture, and I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly graduate, but after that, it, you know, maybe I'll give this a shot. So for the, the, a, couple, a couple years following my graduation, I just, you know, I got the day job to pay for the macaroni and cheese, but <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, I was like doing demo tapes and knocking on doors and, you know, just trying to trying to see if that would work out. I like that in your in your uh, in Wikipedia here. It says '98. You decided to shave off your mustache, <laughs> go with a new look, and you said, "Gosh, girls think I'm hot." Did I say that? Yes. <laughs> well, actually, you said, uh, "Wait a minute, hold on." Millions of girls actually found me hot for the first time. It's, <laughs> this is what credits you for saying. Wait, I, I got married. no. Wait a minute. This is a semi-serious matter because if you were some nerd in school running the projector, uh-huh. and suddenly, whoa, you're getting fan mail. I mean, tell us about that change. I mean, it, it, it was it was different. I mean, yeah, I, I had the LASIK surgery in, that year, and uh, got rid of the glasses. Got rid of the glasses, yeah, because you know, I, I not that I really minded the glasses so much, but I I, I liked the, the option of not having to wear them all the time. Uh, and then I, you know, the, the, the facial hair comes and goes. I've, I've got some now cause I'm still in kind of my, my gangsta pimp kind of look, <laughs> but you know, you know, a, a lot of people just, that, that really kind of upset a lot of people when I lost the glasses and the mustache at the same time that like, you know, they couldn't handle that. That yeah. just destroyed their concept of the universe. Well, no, do you think it's because you weren't like nerdy enough or what? I don't know. I think people were just. Uh, we don't want a handsome Al. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it was handsome, but it was it was different. It was a different Al than they'd grown up with. So some some people just uh, have a hard time with change. But I, I figured if Madonna can change her whole persona oh, every fifteen minutes, yeah, then I think I'm allowed say. once every couple decades. Thank you. A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. And I thought me and Qui-Gon Jinn could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. But their response, it didn't thrill us. They locked the doors and tried to kill us. We escaped from that gas, the Met Jar Jar and Boss Nass. We took a bongo from the scene and we went to feed to see the Queen. We all wound up on tattooing That's where we found this boy Oh my, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Did you know this junkyard slave Isn't even old enough to shave But he can use the force they say Do you see him talking to the queen Though he's just nine and she's fourteen Yeah, he's probably gonna marry her someday Fast his pod can go And we were broke, it's true 
face Oh yes, it was our boy We started singing My, my, this here and a good guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Some pilots fried A lot of folks were croaking The battle droids were broken And the Jedi I admire most Met up with Darth Maul And now he's toast Well I'm still here And he's a ghost I guess I'll train This boy And I was singing My, my small fry and he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi soon I'm gonna be a Jedi we were singing my my this here Anakin guy maybe Vader someday later now he's just a small fry and he left his home and kissed his Goodbye, saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. Weird Al Yankovic is our guest. Do you answer, do you take the time to answer uh, mail when you can? I mean, do you get into that? Or because a lot of artists. They don't want to hear from the, the you know what I mean? I, I like to hear from my fans. It's, it's, it's I, I, I just, at this point, it's hard for me to answer any fan mail, really. I mean, uh, I just got into MySpace a couple, a uh, couple months ago, and I've, I've got like 300,000 close personal friends now. Uh, and, and I have, <laughs> is I, Bob in there? But I'm sure Bob is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I try to read all the comments, but it's all I can do to even just read them, let alone respond to them. If I, if I responded to one person, then like a thousand other people are going, well, how come you didn't respond to mine? You know, and then it's like a, a vicious song. Cycle. So I, I try to t- keep abreast of what they're saying, but it's, it's very difficult to. I, I, I post blogs. That's how I kind of interact. I right. kind of like do a kind of a mass response. After your first success with your accordion came UHF, which was a movie. I think uh, I get the impression you really enjoyed. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to be a, a movie star for like a week or two. <laughs> and work with uh, Michael uh, Michael Richards. Richards. Oh, man. I just love Michael. He's like one of the best physical comedians of all time. I was just so blessed to be able to have him in the movie and, and to work with him. At, you know, he played Stanley Spadowski, the janitor that gets his own TV show. Right. Just, Did you turn on to him when he was doing Fridays? Yeah. Well, right. actually, a little bit. The guy on the beach with a yeah. little sand Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I actually was, was turned on to him even before Fridays because, you know, I, I grew up in L.A. and I got to see him in some of the comedy clubs there. 
Uh, and he just was such an amazing physical comedian. He would literally throw himself across the stage while he was doing bits and character pieces, and he was just completely out of his mind. And then when I, when I uh, when he was on Fridays, I mean, he got to you know show his army man routine and, right. and do all these bizarre characters. And, uh, uh, and unfortunately, that that show didn't didn't last uh, very long. But I, I always knew that I wanted to work with him and incorporate him, you know, somehow in, in one of my projects. And and when I wrote UHF, I thought the, uh, the part of the janitor is it's got to be Michael Richards. So thankfully, he agreed to do it. says under the fair use provision of the U.S. copyright law, you don't have to get permission to do parodies, but, Not, you, but you do anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, legally I can get away with a lot of stuff, but I, you know, I historically I've always gotten permission from the artist just because that's the way that I like to do business. I don't want to step on people's toes. I want to make sure that they're okay with the joke, and if, if, if they really have a problem with it, I will back away. That's just kind of the way I've done it, and that I think that's one of the reasons why I've been able to kind of hang out and have a career as long as I have. One, one of the reasons, anyway, because I do respect the wishes of the artists and, and people realize at this point that it's really meant to be a, be a tribute. It's an homage. Uh, in fact, some artists feel that they haven't really made it until they've gotten their Weird Al parody. Michael Jackson, case in point, used, used bad and beat it, but he didn't want you to use uh, black and white. Yeah, that, that was probably a blessing in disguise, though, because when he, when he turned that down, then Nirvana came along, and I think that was a much better choice anyway, because I, I kind of didn't want to go back to the well a third time, but I was start, starting to get desperate. So, <laughs> so he saved me from making that decision. Speaking of Nirvana, Kurt Cobain was quoted as saying uh, they, he felt they made it after you recorded Smells Like Nirvana. Yeah, yeah that, that was great. I mean, Is I, that I a mean, rush? It was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, Kurt, Kurt has had a, a great sense of humor. Um, and I, I picked up his journals book. You remember they, they printed uh, his his personal journals, and and he'd written on one of the pages, uh, "Weird Al Yankovic is a modern rock genius." <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if that was being sarcastic or <laughs> sincere, but I'll take it either yeah, way. Was he high at the time? I, you <laughs> could. You never never know. 
Weird Al Yankovic is our guest. Amish Paradise, though, is another story. Amish that was Paradise. a Coolio song. Uh-huh. Amish, I'm sorry. Uh, and that sort of started a little bit of a riff between you and him, which you actually uh, sort of made up at uh, the XM uh, that, that's year, that's right? exactly right. Yeah, you know, I today I, I've been asked what about was the this story about that. I've, well, I've been asked about the Coolio thing for the last decade, and I'm sure Coolio has as well. <laughs> there was some kind of miscommunication when when my parody came out uh, in '96, and and I was under the impression Coolio uh, was fine with it. Uh, he contends that he did not give his approval, and he was upset about it at the time. But I mean, again, this is a 10 years ago, and it's all water under the bridge. And and I was actually signing autographs at the XM booth at the Consumer Electric. Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas um, earlier this year, uh, and I heard, "Oh, Coolio's in the building." I'm like, "Oh gosh, is he is he mad? Is he coming over?" Like, he's coming over to your table. Like, what is he? What? He's got a knife with <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> <laughs> and he came over and he started signing his own name on my pictures. And people were like, "What's going on here?" And you know, he was very sweet, and we were very friendly, and we gave each other a hug. And it, it was all, it's all, it's all good now. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain But that's just perfect for an Amish like me You know I shun fancy things like electricity At 4.30 in the morning I'm milking cows Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that Even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine Then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699 We've been spending most our lives living in an I just smiled at him and I turned the other cheek I really don't care, in fact I wish him well Cause I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell But I ain't never punched a tourist even if he deserved it An Amish with a tood, you know that's unheard of I never wear buttons but I got a cool hat And my homies agree I really look good in black Fool, if you come to visit you'll be bored to tears We haven't even paid the phone bill in 300 years But we ain't really quaint so please don't point and stare We're just technologically impaired There's no phone, no lights, no motor car Not a single luxury Like Robinson Crusoe It's as primitive as can be We've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise We're just plain and simple guys living in an Amish paradise There's no time for sin and vice living in an Amish paradise We don't fight, we all play knives living in an Amish paradise Hitching up the buggy, churning lots of butter Raise the barn on Monday, soon I'll raise another Think you're really righteous? Think you're pure in heart? Well, I know I'm a million times as humble as thou art. I'm the pious guy, the little omelets wanna be like on my knees day and night, scoring points for the afterlife. So don't be vain and don't be whiny, or else, my brother, I might have to get medieval on your hiney. We've been spending most our lives living in an Amish paradise. We're all Some of the other people that uh, took a pass, Prince, I find this interesting, Jimmy Page and Paul McCartney. The fact is that these people are, are superstars and they're influenced by you. Well, let me let me point out that Jimmy Page didn't uh, wasn't up to me doing a Weird Al Polka medley, but he let me do uh, a segment of Black Dog 
uh, on the new album Straight Outta Linwood. Right. So, I mean, it, it's just that it wasn't like he was saying, you know, I don't like parody or I don't think you're funny. It was just like that one thing he didn't particularly right. like. Same with Paul McCartney. He uh, actually, Paul asked me, like, when are you going to do one of my songs? He wanted me to do a parody. And I came back and a couple of years later with a, a parody of uh, Live and Let Die called Chicken, Chicken Pot, Pot Pie. Pie. And right. he was like, oh, you know what? I, because of my vegetarian beliefs, I'd really prefer that you not do this one. No, I bet you didn't think about that ahead of time. I, I did you? not think of that. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it, was a, it was a logical reason. And, and I respected that and uh, I, I moved on. Yeah. I used pink bathrobe, a rare mint snow globe, a smurf TV tray. I bought on eBay My house is filled with this crap Shows up in bubble wrap Most every day What I bought on eBay Tell me why I need another pet rock Tell me Is liable to snipe you with two seconds left to go. Whoa, got PayPal or Visa, whatever will please ya. As long as I've got the dough, I'll buy your tchotchkes. Sell me your watch, please. I'll buy. was going to include, I'm really sorry it doesn't, a copy of uh, You're Beautiful, which was, uh, what was the parody? Uh, You're Pitiful. You're Pitiful, right, uh-huh. James Blunt. And uh, James Blunt was totally fine with that. Yeah, great sense of humor. And it was, this is very bizarre. It was his record label, Atlantic Records, that had the problem. Uh, they felt it wasn't good for James's career. Uh, apparently, they know better than, than James does about <laughs> that <laughs> right. kind of thing. Uh, but they said they did not want that on, on my album. And uh, it was very disappointing to me because that was going to be the original first single from the album. But uh, as it turns out, you know, I, and normally I would if James had a problem with it, I wouldn't have done this. But because it was basically a bunch of suits acting not even in their own artist's best interest, uh, I put it as a free download on WeirdAl.com. And in fact, the, the links are still there if you want to 
download it, put it on your iPod. It can be the missing 13th track on Straight Outta Linwood. Yeah. <laughs> Life is brilliant. What? Was I too early? Oh, sorry. Should I? Do you want to start over or keep going? Okay. Now? Now? My life is brilliant. Your life's a joke. You're just pathetic. You're always broke. Your homemade Star Trek uniform really ain't impressing me. You're suffering from delusions of adequacy You're pitiful You're pitiful You're pitiful, it's true Never had a date That you couldn't inflate And you smell repulsive too what a bummer being you Well, you just can't dance And forget romance Everybody you know still calls you Farty pants, but you While you're playing Halo 2 No one's classier than you La 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 Loser You're pitiful You're pitiful Play fetch by itself You still live with your mom when you're 42 Guess you'll never grow a clue Well, it just sucks to be You started producing your album CDs after Rick Derringer uh, departed. Now, Rick Derringer, people didn't know, he's the guy you hear singing rock and roll hoochie coo Absolutely. on the winner. Uh-huh. Hang on, Sloopy with the McCoys, right? Uh, my band opened for the McCoys. Oh, no kidding. In the 69 back wow. in Flint, Michigan. But anyway, uh, Rick Derringer produced it. Then you took over. Now, that's a very, very big part of your success because you are you have that ear. There's another guy I admire. You probably you know Bob Rivers. Of course. And uh, who is a, a a parody producer? He's like excellent. Yourself. When did you realize? Uh, was it when Rick left that you had to really control this, or were, were you happy with what he was doing? No, or? I was very happy with what, it was, what he was doing. It's just, and uh, it just got to the point where I, I felt like I could hold the reins by myself. Uh, obviously, I was very green when I started, but over the course of six albums with Rick, I, I was learning more and more about production and what it involves. And and I, I always had a very clear uh, idea creatively about how the albums were going to go. And and uh, like like I said, I just got more focused and more into wanting to control every aspect of it. And to get to the point where I didn't want to feel like I was stepping on Rick's toes. So by I think I think uh, Straight Outta Linwood was the, f- the first album that I produced by myself, and I, I just felt at that point that that I was okay going at, going with it on my own. Um, and you know, Rick and I parted amicably, and I, I'd love to work it, work with Rick again in the future. But I just kind of felt like, you know, I was at that point. I just felt like I should be producing myself. <laughs> Just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. I wanna. 
just too white and nerdy I'm just too white and nerdy Really, really white and First nerdy. in my class there at MIT Got skills, I'm a champion of D&D MC Escher, that's my favorite MC Keep your 40, I'll just have an Earl Grey tea My rims never spin To the contrary You'll find that they're quite stationary All of my action figures are cherry Stephen Hawking's in my library My MySpace page is all totally pimped out Got people begging for my top 8 spaces Yo, I know pie to a thousand places Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise I'm a whiz and minesweeper, I can play for days Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed My fingers moving so fast, I set the place ablaze There's no killer rap, I haven't run At Pascal, well I'm number one Do vector calculus just for fun I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun Happy Days is my favorite theme song I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon Here's the part I sing on Roll on my Segway I know in my heart they think I'm white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy Can't you see I'm white and nerdy Look at me I'm white and nerdy I like to roll with the gangsters Although it's apparent I'm too white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy I'm just too white and nerdy How'd I get so white and nerdy? Been browsing, inspecting X-Men comics, you know I collect them The pens in my pocket, I must protect them My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored Shopping online for deals on some writable media I edit Wikipedia I memorize Holy Grail really well I can recite it right now and have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L I got a business doing websites While my friends need some code, who do they call? I do HTML for them all Even made a homepage for my doll Yo, I got myself a fanny pack They were having a sale down at the Gap Spend my nights with a roll-up bubble wrap Pop, pop, hope no one sees me getting freaky I'm nerdy in the extreme and whiter than sour cream I was in a V club and glee club and even the chess team Only question I ever thought was hard What do I like Kirk or do I like Picard? Spend every weekend at the Renaissance Fair Got my name on my underwear They see me strolling They laughing And rolling their eyes cause I'm so white and nerdy Just because I'm white and nerdy Just because I'm white and nerdy All because I'm white and nerdy Holy cow I'm white and nerdy I wanna bowl with the gangsters But oh well it's obvious I'm white just too white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy I'm just too white and nerdy Look at me, I'm white and nerdy You're a great writer. Uh, have you ever uh, dabbled, by the way, in writing movie scripts? I, well, I, I wrote my movie uh, UHF. Well, I mean, after that. After that, um... Not so much. I mean, it's it's a lot of effort to write a movie script, and I, I'd love to do it again, but I, I don't think I'd have the energy or the uh, 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 inclination to do, to do it on spec just because I, I feel like I'd be like yet another guy in L.A. with an unproduced screenplay in right. the top drawer, you know. So, <laughs> Lots so, of those. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I feel like putting my energy towards the albums and tours and things like that where I know that my energy is going to find fruition uh, is, is a better way to go. Well, you've been in an awful lot of movies. Are we going to see Weird Al on the screen again? I'd like to. You know, I, I get things offered to me, and most of the stuff I, I get offered is, you know, pretty bad, and I'd rather you know I'd rather not work than be in something crappy. That's my motto. So <laughs> if, if the right thing comes along, I'd be happy to do it. Websites weirdal.com. Well, keep everybody smiling. Uh, wish you the best of luck. You look in great best. health. Thank you, and happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you so and much, and many years more. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay, I'll thank. Weird Al Yankovic and some of his material. He's a great guy, and we're appreciative that he took the time to do the show. I'm Sonny Fox. Hope you enjoyed that. If you like the show, tell your friends, please. Go to sonnyfox.podbean. That's S-O-N-N-Y-F-O-X dot podbean, B-E-A-N. And we'll have a new person next week, a new surprise. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>